This podcast is brought to you by Mezcala Nursery, located at 6901 Orange Avenue, Long Beach, California, 90805. Mezcala is family-owned, family-ran since 2007. This is the house of succulents growing grounds, you guys. I'm talking everything you can possibly imagine in the succulent realm, from your common everyday plants to more rare and obscure imports. They have all kinds of different cacti and euphorbias. They can service your landscaping needs. And they have a bunch of hoop houses dedicated to houseplants. And I go to Sergio anytime I have to do a pop-up. Anytime I'm going to do a pop-up, I go to them and I keep my shop stocked by supporting Mezcala. They have everything you need in one place. Mezcala is also on Instagram, at Mezcala Nursery. They keep their stories updated daily of these plants that can come and go really quickly. You could miss it. Make sure to go show them some love. It's also very family-friendly, and the customer service is on point. I'm there all the time. I bring my kids with me. They always have a great time. 6901 Orange Avenue, Long Beach, California, 90805, Mezcala Nursery. Welcome back, everybody, to If Plants Could Talk. This is Garrett. I'm your host. This conversation took place on July 27th, 2021, with my guest, D.A. Pottery, a.k.a. Cactus Cult Ceramics. Daniel is an incredibly gifted potter and ceramics artist with a long history going all the way back to his high school years. Daniel was really honest and open about his upbringing and told us a very inspiring story of what brought him to this art form. I unfortunately didn't have enough time carved out to continue our conversation as much as I would have loved to. I felt like I could have talked to Daniel for hours. He's very passionate and energetic and full of knowledge. So I invited him to come back and to do a history of ceramics episode with me, and he agreed. I'm really looking forward to that. I would like to get that booked as soon as possible. We did touch on addiction a little bit, so just letting you guys know. I hope you enjoy. Oh, and also, I know I'm behind on the videos. I am like three episodes behind. I'm going to work on it. I'll get them out and eventually get this one out as well. Thank you for continuing to support this podcast and make sure to check out my YouTube channel via the link in my bio on Instagram at If Plants Could Talk Podcast. All right, here's Daniel. Daniel Almanza of DA Pottery and Cactus Cult Ceramics is in the house. Thank you. Welcome, Daniel. Thank you for doing this. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah. You're an interesting cat, man. I I admire the content that you put out and the different (laughs) styles that you have. And uh, I know that your your pottery is uh, looked up to as high quality in the community for sure. And here's one here. It's beautiful. Thank you. I appreciate you buying them, man. Like, I appreciate when anybody buys one still, you know, even though I put out a lot of uh, material recently, like, I'm still kind of blown away when people buy them. Yeah. Yeah. I bet it's a strange feeling and it's like hard to get used to people like buying your art. Definitely. Especially when people like compliment it. Like, I'm still getting used to that. Like, I don't take compliments that well. 
So it's just kind of like, uh, like, okay, it might seem like, okay, I'm being like a pompous jerk or something, but I'm just going to just kind of like taking it and still kind of thinking about it. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I understand that completely. Uh, where, where are you from originally? Oh, um, I grew up in Montebello, California. Okay. So it's like a suburb on the outskirts of East Los Angeles. Mm. It's Hispanic, working class. East LA, Um, huh? Yeah. So it's basically East LA. It's right. Same area. It's border. It's a border city. Same vibe. Yeah. Yeah, Same vibe. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. totally. I grew up around uh, people speaking Spanish and everything. And like my family's like, I'm what is it like third generation my great-grandparents came to california okay and uh like we don't speak spanish mm, like mm, mm. like hardly any of us speak spanish nowadays so sure it was like growing up in a neighborhood where everybody speaks spanish it's like okay like you gotta kind of pick things up here and there yeah <laughs> so that's the extent of my spanish is like working uh in like restaurants with like the cooks and the bus boys mm, and street slang yeah yeah, yeah. You learn all the bad words. Like yeah. you got all the bad words down. Yeah, I, I speak that. Spanglish. Yeah, I feel that. Did you experience any <laughs> um, like uh, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Damn it, Re- reverse racism. Well, yeah. From did, did they teach you any differently for you know not for being yeah. whitewashed? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Right. Like because like I I worked in. Uh, in the food industry and I was like a bus boy for my first job. Like I was 15 years old cleaning tables at Denny's and like people would just speak Spanish to me right off the bat. And then like, I would just look like puzzled. Like I, I, I don't get you. I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't keep up with you. You're, you're speaking too fast. And they'd yeah. look at me like so mad, like, Ugh. and then they would say stuff like, I'll dare you like consider yourself like Mexican. You're not Mexican. Yeah, that, yeah. That's a tough feeling. And then we walk into a liquor store because people assume I'm Hispanic. So then I walk into a liquor yeah. store that speaks Spanish to me. And I always, yeah. I'm like, hablar mas despacio, por favor. Slower. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't, yeah. like once the, you know, someone's comfortable, they speak so fast. And, Definitely. Definitely. But I'm also and like, soy like, Filipino. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you, you make this. And then they're like, oh, okay. Like, uh-huh. it's it's adjacent. We're like adjacent to each other, right. you know? Like, yeah. There's a mutual definitely. respect there in the culture. Yeah. For sure. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. It's like, if we're both in the room and like, there's a bunch of other minorities, we both look at each other and like lock eyes. Like, yeah, we know what's up. Like, yeah, we're yeah. together. Yeah. <laughs> so you strike me as somebody that like uh, appreciates like, street culture and hip hop based on their style of work that I see you put out and some of the music selection. Is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm 37 years old. Uh-huh. So I was born in 1983. Um, I'm old enough to like still remember like telephones that were like stuck to a wall, you know, like mm-hmm. pre-internet. Like I didn't get a computer until I was like 22, 23. Yeah. Like I didn't have a cell phone until I was like, 24 ish 20 wow 21 ish you know like yeah. I, I grew up like relatively poor so yeah. like we didn't have a lot of those like cutting edge things that were coming out in like early 2000s yeah it was like once it got cheaper in like mid 2000s so like i'm like i'm, I'm a kid in that era of like gangster rap like 90s like being a gangster was like a big thing especially being in los angeles it was like you were affiliated with the gang or like you were in a gang or like 
you were like tag banging or something like mm -hmm. and it like i just ran the streets you know i yeah. just it was just like free spirit kind of running the streets and you get wrapped up in that stuff and yeah it's just kind of like in, heavily influenced by los angeles culture you know like that street culture i see that yeah. i see that yeah and you, you like to photograph you like to photograph the streets as well right oh yeah yeah um i work uh i kind of got into photography uh later i'd like to say later in life it was like 25 26 mm -hmm. uh but i'm a photographer full-time for uh an advertising and media company in los angeles wow i didn't know that so I'm like walking around or like taking Metro buses or like public transportation, like a lot of my day, like a good majority of my day. And, um, and it's just documenting crazy stuff. I see street photography, yeah. a lot of street photography, not so much like landscapes and stuff. Uh, okay. just more street kind of documentation. Okay. I'm really into it. That's what I like most. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. What a cool gig. Yeah. Yeah. So it pays me really well. <laughs> so it's like people have been asking me lately, like, why don't you do like the ceramics full time? And I'm like, uh, my, my, re my regular job pays me really well. Like I got health benefits, you know, like yeah. it, it, it's kind of outweighs, you know, doing the pottery. The pottery is just a side gig. Right. And I feel like, you know, you're out and you're doing stuff and there's energy. It's that, you know, when you have, when you have artwork, yeah. it's like a certain time and certain place and yeah. I, you have to feel it. But like yeah. when you're, when you're employed, especially, I, I would imagine that's fucking awesome, dude. Going out there and yeah. being in the city, hustle and bustle and seeing all the changes over the years. Oh, definitely. Well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like recently, like I was still working during the pandemic and like, Los Angeles was like literally a, like a movie, like a zombie movie. Yeah. Like it was just a ghost town, you know, it was just like nothing. I would literally, I drove around more and I was just driving my car and kind of parking, like getting off my car and spending some time in like one location and then like hopping back in it real quick and like getting on to the next location. Like my job evolved a little bit, mm. but it was still weird. Like just driving down, some of the busiest freeways yeah. or busiest like streets in all of Los Angeles. And it's like, it was just like, I just hit my brakes in the middle of an intersection. It's like nothing around. Like, okay. Like this is just weird. Yeah. It was yeah. eerie. It was. Yeah. For sure. And then the homeless population just kind of getting out of control, like in Los Angeles, the last, like I would give it like 10 years. Yeah. Everybody's trying to, trying to say like more recently it's become an issue, but it's just like, gradually over like the last 10 years just become an issue more and more people have started paying attention more too with like pages yeah. like street people of los angeles and yeah. gutter people of los angeles if you guys don't yeah. see if you guys don't follow those pages check them out Dude, man it's not for the they're faint gnarly, of heart. man yeah it's no, not for the faint no. of heart but no and this and, is and it's a mix it's a mix of different issues that are kind of like making it a bigger problem dude it's like absolutely a lot of stuff like we we make it very easy to kind of live on the streets in california mm -hmm. uh you know the relaxed drug laws you know mental health issues that aren't being taken care of the laws that are kind of limiting those people from you know getting help and you know them being forced to get help you know they've relaxed on those so yeah. It's it's a bunch of different stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, it is 
constantly blamed on political, but it's a, it's more than that for sure. And it's a really yeah. complicated issue. And I don't think anybody knows the resolution to it, you know, but it's something that touches my heart, like really close because I, I was once on the street and, you know, using drugs and stuff. And so, um, but I do actually agree with the relaxed drug laws not being effective because, um, it, there's no alternative. Like, if you want to have relaxed drug laws, then you need to have treatment in place of that. Uh, they they yeah. need to have treatment, and that's not happening. Yeah. So not only are you just yeah. allowing it to happen and enabling them, you know, but it's just like yeah. a, you're it, yeah, you're enabling it. it. The cycle just continues. Yeah. There's no yeah. intervention. Yeah, and it's just kind of like who who cares? Who like you know whatever until it kind kind of like grows and then just blows up, which is kind of like the point we're getting to right now. Yeah. Until they're it's in your front like, yard attacking you. Yeah. Yeah. Until yeah. it's on Venice beach and like, you know, yeah. it's like this place where people used to go and like enjoy. And now it's just like overran, you know? Yeah. That now Venice it's a problem. Page is crazy too. That's another page that yeah. they're documenting the Venice boardwalk homeless problem. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. I'm liberal, yeah, dude. So. I really am. But I, I have some, some beliefs about that that might not align with those, with that political, view because uh for me what it took was getting incarcerated i needed that yeah you know what i mean yeah. and, and i believe that that's what a lot of those people need is yeah. they, they need Definitely. to be pulled out of they need to be forced out of their environment in order to stop yeah and that could yeah. be treatment you could do treatment yeah. you could do forced treatment you know yeah. Definitely. instead of yeah, incarceration there be, yeah yeah there has to be the alternative because yeah. um you know i have family members who battle with you know addiction Mm-hmm. of all different types gambling alcohol drugs mm. and it's like you see it you go through it you live through it and like you know there's just like like they've gotten busted they've gotten like you know jail time and it's like well why not you know offer them an alternative man why don't right. you try to help them out and instead of them just continuously going through the cycle you know yeah. they might get clean in there and then just come back out and go to their, you know, what they're used to. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's just a vicious the cycle. The jail sets you up for failure, too. So I, I definitely don't think like, hey, we should lock all these yeah. people up. But at the same time, uh, you know, the, every once in a while someone gets through that and comes out the other side yeah. better. But uh, yeah. would I have benefited and been less traumatized by putting into a treatment center? For sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but instead of putting me yeah. into a dungeon jail, uh, you know. So yeah. anyways, we don't have to get too into it. But I know you, yeah, you <laughs> mentioned to me, you mentioned that to me a little bit about having some addiction in your family history and stuff privately yeah 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 definitely i'm i'm fine with going into it It doesn't matter uh i think the more i've gotten older it's just kind of like i've accepted that it's not me you know like it's not my issue it's those those people and i i won't particularly talk about who they are because i've gotten cool about that nowadays too when i was in my 20s younger 20s you know I was just kind of mad and frustrated and like anybody who wanted to talk, I just like, you know, vent to them Mm -hmm. and just like, you know, talk about who it was. And nowadays I'm like, dude, that's their story. That's more of their story to talk about, but I got my own story to talk about and I can like mention what I know and about me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so did you, you explored Al-Anon? Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Cause, um, yeah. Like coming up as a kid, like we're, we didn't have any money. Um, I'm one of four kids. Mm-hmm. My mom was the one who took care of us and like five feeding five people. Like she didn't have much of, she barely graduated high school. Mm-hmm. So like it was just a struggle city. We like lived off of government assistance, food stamps, yeah. 
you know, Medi-Cal, yeah. uh, housing, you know? So mm-hmm. like she just had to make a certain amount of money each month. So while she was doing that at a minimum wage job, it was just kind of like, we were left to our own demise. And that's right. why like, I didn't want to be home. Home was just chaos, man. Like right. it was just madness. And like going to school, like school sucked. I didn't want to be there. You know, I had a tough time with school mm. and it was just like looking back at it. I didn't even know it because they make it so normal. Like my parents were just like, you know, like, Oh, you know, that all families have problems. They all have issues, you know, like you're no different. Yeah. And then looking back at it later, as a grown up, people are like, dude, like, what? Like, what are you talking about? And I'm up. like, what? Like all family, like holidays don't ain't end in a fist fight, like a drunken <laughs> fist fight at 3am. Like, what are you talking about? And now I'm laughing about her. Like, you know, like, you know, I, I see it in like a funny way, but they're just like, no man, like, yeah. you're jacked up like that's some jacked up stuff like you shouldn't have to go through that and i'm like oh like okay yeah like yeah that that does make sense so it's just, just looking back at it and looking back at it and it's like oh it's just chaos like i was just responding to you know that that situation yeah and you know like they my looking back at it now and talking a little bit more to my family members and my parents, it's like, oh, like they went through similar situation, you know? It was, it was just repeating. Yeah. 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 They were just repeating what they knew. Yeah. What was comfortable to them. Yeah. Right. So a lot of the times when like, you know, my my alter ego is to say, like, you know, it's it's chaos. It's kind of like a little chaotic sometimes. Mm. It's a little like madness. And it's just like releasing like yeah. you know where i feel comfortable at like that's my, my comfort zone when i like see some wild stuff happening on the street You're and like i have my it. camera with me i'm going <laughs> toward it man like i'm just like comfortable in it yeah. and people are just like oh my goodness like backing up and i'm like oh that's a good like photo moment right there like that's a good one yeah 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 so, i appreciate yeah. that thank you for your honesty about that man and you know what the previous generation didn't have the tools that we have and the insight that we have yeah. now about how much they were traumatizing you know the next yeah. generation and it's up to us to like break that cycle and to step in and that's where it's yeah. important with programs like that and uh you know there's other resources out there it, yeah we've Definitely. been unfortunately misguided and told to yeah to suck it up, to minimize it. You know, like you're saying, Oh, doesn't everybody go through this? It's like, no, it's like, maybe we need to look at this stuff, you know, and heal. You're not alone. You're not alone. There's other people out there. Like I got to the point where I was just kind of like fed up, which was like hit rock bottom, Yeah. you know? And it was just like, okay, like I just looked it up and I just looked up like, I went to like AA meetings. I went to NA meetings. Like mm-hmm. I went to Al-Anon meetings and like, there's a wide range. Like there's one that was like two blocks from my house. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, um, and it's like all old ladies. It's like a hundred percent old ladies. And I walk through the door and they're like, just hug me and stuff. And yeah. I'm just like, Oh man, like this is wild. Like this is pretty cool, but it's not exactly my vibe. And there's like, all men's groups there's yeah. like you know there's a lot of different groups out there and you just have to find the one that works for you and like you know just work on making yourself better man and it's like yeah you hear those people's stories and you're just like i'm not alone I'm yeah not alone. exactly like, yeah 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 because those Definitely. it's i'm comfortable in those kinds of groups of people because they're so similar all their stories are fucked up and cha- yeah. they're chaotic and funny and wild yeah. and 
you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, definitely. It's a family yeah. disease for sure. Definitely, man. When you definitely. Live, with, live with an addict or have an dude, addict near you. Oh, a yeah. friend, a family yeah. member. Yeah. Yeah, because when I was, I started drinking and doing drugs at like 14, 15 years old. Yeah. And like, by the time I was 18, I was just like, no, nah, I'm not doing it, man. Like, it's just, I see myself going down that same path. Like, yeah. I'm not fun to be around. People don't want to be around me. Like, I'm not a cool person when I do that. Like, nah. So I just, I, I stopped doing it. I stopped doing it on my own. But like, I just see like those traits just come out of me. And it's just yeah. like, it's not fun. Yeah. Even then, when I don't do that, I still find it like in other stuff that I do, like yeah. collecting. I'm just freaking a collector. I'm a hoarder, you know, like, mm -hmm. I, yeah, it just manifests itself differently. I get real manic, you know, and I just have to stop myself and like, okay, like I'm, I'm caught up in this. Yeah. Like I gotta, I gotta relax, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, thank God you've one figured that out at that point, you yeah. know, and that you reckon you're able to recognize these things and, you know, admitting it, just like verbalizing it, it's, it gives you power over it, you know? Yeah. For Definitely. sure definitely that's yeah. great man when i was like in my 20s like i i was in like the ceramic studio and i was at a junior college and uh and there was older people there and they kind of like took me under their wing mm. but like i would kind of tell them like the gnarly stories and stuff and they're like dude it's cool that you're like here doing this like making yeah. your life better working toward that and it was just like like okay like dude and that was like a therapy session you know it was yeah. like i unintentionally it was just like oh yeah i feel better about it like you know like it's not me it, it's not my thing it's their thing like yeah yeah, dude. yeah the most interesting yeah. people i know went through some fucked up shit and and now have come overcome it and are channeling it would you argue that that yeah. all of these things that you've experienced have found their way into your work into your artwork Oh, definitely. Like it's, it's the reason why I kind of got started mm. um, just making art, you know, like I was a kid and like the chaos was around me. And like, I remember being five or six years old and just like line paper and like just a pencil and just like drawing, drawing like transformers and stuff. And like, mm. it was the minimal amount. Like my parents didn't buy me any art materials or like facilitate that or anything sure. like, you know, it was just something like creating, like escape. And it was my escape. Yeah. That was like escaping the chaos. It was just me disassociating with everything that was going on around me. And it was just kind of like my my escape right there. And I was just like in that. And it's just like it it just kind of like it just kind of like been creative that whole time and just like disappear in it, put on music. Once I like turned 15, 16, like my older brother had a cassette box you know and i'll like pick out cassette tapes put them into like this broken janky uh walkman like rca walkman i had like mm -hmm. that was probably like a hand-me-down from him mm -hmm. and like i would just listen to like led zeppelin like Jimi hendrix like nwa like you know like yeah, cypress yeah. hill and it was just like listening to like crazy stuff and just put on the headphones and just like doodle 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 and um and then from there it's just kind of like i found clay at 16 17 years old yeah wow and it was just kind of like another new you know just avenue to kind of get lost and like disassociate yeah from life with yeah so it definitely has influenced 
uh, my life in that direction, that route that I went in. Yeah. Your outlet. Yeah. Yeah. My outlet. Yeah, definitely. So you started with the pottery at 17, you said something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, high school. Okay. Oh, high school ceramics class. Yeah. Yeah. High school ceramics class. So I've been doing it on and off since about, since about high school, uh, oh. a good piece of off because it's expensive. Yeah. It's really pricey. It's not cheap. It's not yeah. a cheap hobby. Um, that's why you see uh, a lot of older retired people doing it. Yeah. Um, they have the means and usually they had like a really cool job, you know, mm. they were teachers, they had a really lucrative job and then they have a good retirement. Yeah. So like they have extra money to kind of put toward a hobby like that each month, you know? Sure. Um, so you see an older, whiter crowd. Yeah. So like I was always, except for academia, academia is one place you do see like a younger crowd okay. and a little bit more diversity nowadays. But in high school, it was like, I was lucky enough that my high school, um, it had a ceramics program. Yeah. And the teacher had been there since like late sixties, early seventies. Uh-huh. And, um, like I caught her in her last like four years of teaching mm. before she retired. And, um, and it like, I failed. It's a, it's, a, it's a funny, dumb story. So like my freshman year, I failed half of all my classes. I, mm-hmm. I maybe got an A and PE mm-hmm. and like, my elective, whatever it was, probably like auto shop or something. Yeah. And then um, I was like in a deficit my second year of high school. And then that year I did a little bit better, but still failed a good amount of classes. Um, but that freshman year I took uh, Spanish mm-hmm. and it was the first class of the day. And like, I failed it miserably. Like mm-hmm. I failed it. I never went. Like the simple yeah. fact was I never went to it. And, um, and the teacher hated me. I hated the teacher. So when I met with my counselor the following year, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the counselor was like, okay, you know, we're going to college, you know, you, you need to take your foreign language again. You need to take this again. And I was like, man, like, uh, nah, I don't want to do college. Like, no. Mm-hmm. And she was like, uh, okay, like, well, you, you need to graduate. You need a foreign language or an art to graduate. And I hadn't taken any formal like art classes. So, I was like, well, like, what do you have for art? And she was like, the only thing that's left open is like a seniors only ceramics class. And I could talk to the teacher and maybe get you into it. She'll make an exception. And I was like, wow. All right, whatever. Like, do it, man. Like, okay. Like, all right. So like, my name's Daniel Monza. So my last name's an A. I was always at the front, like of the class, the first person on the roster, like A, you know? And I was like, okay, the teacher was like, the first day was like, you, like, you're at the front of the like, roster on my list. Like, you're going to be my TA. I don't have a TA for this period. Like, wow. all you're going to do is hand out clay, take roll, and like, collect tools, give out tools, and help me out. And I was like, I could do that. I could do that. That's cool, man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I like, that's what I did. And I was like, okay, you know, like, but during the day, like when I was there, I would just like get a ball of clay, mess with it, like smash it up, kind of model it a little bit. And then it was just like started making something and started making something. And I was like, oh, like this is my jam right here. Like Mm. I love this shit. This is cool. Like I want to do this right here. Yeah. What a round way to get started. Yeah. Yeah, I just fell into it. And like the teacher was really cool. She was like, dude, the first teacher I've ever had that was like, 
hey, you're doing great. Like, mm. keep doing that right there. Like, you're doing awesome. And I was just like, okay. Like, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, okay. Sounds and, like um, fate, man. Yeah, yeah. Before that, I, I, when I was graduating, I didn't know what the heck I was going to do in my life. I had already, I was already working. I had had a job since I was 15 years old. Um, I graduated and just kept working. I got a second job. I was working like three jobs at one point in time. Like mm. it was like, okay. Like, and then just realizing like being a waiter at Denny's was just realizing like, okay, people suck. Like people just want free food and they're just going to be assholes to get like free food. Like the mm. food industry sucks. Like I got jaded on people working there. I was just like, damn, fuck people. I'm going back to school. <laughs> so I went to a junior college and um, that's local in the area. And um, from there, um, I took some art classes. I took all my general classes and stuff. And then um, I got in the ceramics class and I was like, dude, like I know what I'm doing. But like that was a primarily like wheel throwing class. So like the wheel is just, it's totally different animal than hand building. Like mm. I did do some wheel in high school. Um, but they were like three wheels in the corner of the class. They were like foot kick wheels, like the kind that like he toy throws on. Mm. They were like those. And you like have to kick and throw like at the same time. Mm. So like the teacher wasn't really, the teacher was more of a sculptor in high school. Mm. So like, it was like, no, like, you know, training, no, like, okay, do this, do that. Yeah. So like in, in college in junior college was like first where I was like, okay, like, like wheel throwing like okay and then there like it was struggle city like it sucks like at the beginning i will like sugarcoat to people like it's pretty tough there's no like michael jordan of like ceramics that you know <laughs> you don't just slam dunk or make a free throw like on the first try like you don't make jack for the first week mm. of throwing on the wheel like you you end up dirty you end up with like a mound of just wasted clay like and you don't have anything to show for it. Mm. But it's just like, it's learning to walk all over again. You know, it's learning a new language. Yeah. You, you build from the foundations and you learn the foundations and you build from there. And the more time you spend on it, the more time, you know, the better you get. Mm. So like, but if it just kind of like, there's a certain person that it just really clicks. Yeah. And it becomes their thing. And, and a lot of times they tend to kind of be like addictive personalities. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like you Obsessive could tell. People, like, yeah. 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 That's, For people who are perfectionists, yeah. people, yeah, people who are perfectionists, like people, there's like a certain person who like they find in, they're just like, oh, this is my thing. You know, yeah. like this is it. Someone yeah. that's got something to prove to themselves. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't care what anybody else is making around me. Like I'm just trying to make the best object that I'm trying to make that uh -huh. day. And most of the time I'm not satisfied with it. Yeah. Like, you know, like I'm just like, dude, I have like three, four of my pots. People come over and they see my collection of plants and they're just like, why are they not in pots? Like you make pots. And I'm like, yeah, like, uh, I don't know. Like they, I don't have any of my own pots. Like I have other people's pots. I have like plenty of other people's pots. Yeah. Uh, but like none of my own, basically like a couple. I understand yeah. that. I understand where that yeah. comes from for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I can relate to that. Uh, was it always pots when you were like, when did it, when did it start no. becoming pots? Yeah. yeah like, like the planters, mm -hmm. um, like 
I was formally trained in throwing like precision tableware, mm. functional forms, utilitarian forms. Mm. So things that have function, cups, um, mugs, teapots, mm. plates, bowls, Dope. stuff like that. So like, yeah, I have a background in that. Um, but I can like do what they call hand building, which yeah. is like sculpture work, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I could do hand building and, and, and I practice it a lot to get better at it and just kind of like keep it as another tool in my box. Yeah. But um, most of the time what I do is like on the wheel mm-hmm. and um, and I was just like trained in making like fine stuff, like utilizing your clay to the fullest, making a pot that's, you know, like visually balanced. So it's not super heavy. It's not like you're picking up a mug and it feels like it has five pounds of coffee in it mm. and there's no coffee in it. You know, yeah. like it has to like you assign a visual weight to everything when you pick it up. So like you pick up a big gigantic jar, you expect it to weigh a certain amount, right. you know? So like if you utilize all the clay wisely or even better then like that big gigantic jar might weigh two pounds, three pounds. Mm. You know, if you throw it paper thin, yeah. you know, so like, and it's just skill it's just practicing and practicing getting better at it i think i've put in like hundreds of hours on a pottery wheel just like cramped over it just like in this little crouching position like multiple reps multiple reps for years Mm. like i've done it for a long time um but like growing like i got into plants first i got into plants i had taken a break like after college like taking a break from like ceramics I was getting into photography more mm. and um, like 2017, mm-hmm. I uh, went to Pasadena City College. They have a Sunday, um, a rummage sale. Mm-hmm. So like I was just, like flipping through the records. I, I collect a lot of records. So like I went specifically for like the big record collection, mm-hmm. like sale portion. And um, I was flipping through records and then walking the aisles just to find like old vintage like junk because yeah. <laughs> because I'm a hoarder also and I buy old vintage junk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like I just found like um like there was a guy selling flats of soft succulents. Mm. So like common echeveria, like, you know, like just common stuff like seedlings mm-hmm. for like 10 for eight dollars. Mm. So like I bought a couple and then I killed them. I totally <laughs> killed them, like overwatered them. I was watering like what I thought a house plant would like watering it. Yeah. So like watering it every day or like every other day. Yeah. And then I killed them. Like they all rotted, like they just killed the hell out of them. And then I uh, like got online. I just like Googled, you know, succulents and then figured out like, oh, okay. Like, you know, they're desert dwelling, you know, like, drought tolerant plants like you don't water that often and then it was like okay challenge next month when i go back i'm gonna buy more and i'm gonna challenge myself to keep them alive Mm. and like just like keeping them alive and then the challenge of that and then you like i found out about like san gabriel valley cactus and succulent society and like it's literally down the block from me it's like three miles away Mm -hmm. so they meet monthly on a thursday so I like just online, I found it, I went to it, like, you know, they had a sale right about there, which is like coming up, like the inner city show, mm-hmm. the inner city show was like the first cactus and succulent show I went to. And I was just like, this is wild. Like, this is, this is crazy. Like 
And then just my addiction kicked in, <laughs> buying a bunch of plants, killing a bunch of those puppies. And then like 2018, 20, 2018 or so, like, I was just like, okay, like after seeing at the inner city show, like there was somebody selling pots there mm-hmm. and I was picking them up and I was like, $25 for a pot. Like what the hell? Like who's going to pay $25 for a pot? And there was people just like snatching them up. And I was like, man, I can make these myself. And yeah. I was like, but I wasn't, I had taken a break. I wasn't making anything uh, for a while. And I was like, oh man, like I need to find like a studio. And the studios in the area, in Los Angeles area, they range anywhere from like $200 a month to like three, $400 a month. Mm-hmm. It all just kind of depends on the way that the studio charges. Mm-hmm. So like in Ontario, which is maybe like 25, 30 miles east of Los Angeles, uh-huh. um, Inland Empire, uh-huh. like a buddy that I knew from junior college was retired already. He was an older guy. He was going to a studio out there that was only like $90 a month. Nice. So I was like, okay, I'm going to make the drive out there. Like, and I signed up for a month. Like, you know, I, I got back into the groove of it. It's like riding a bike. Yeah. Like, you know, you're going to kind of make some mess ups, but you're going to get like, okay, like I remember it. I remember it. Like, you know, yeah. and then just practice, practice. And um, from there, I just started making my own planters. And then yeah. the studio was like, you know, uh, we're looking for somebody to teach. Like, you want to teach a class? And I'm like, dude, that's my jam. Like, I love teaching. Like, you know, like those teachers that motivated me, yeah. like really got me into teaching. And I wanted to teach like children mm-hmm. when I went to junior college. And then it just kind of like, once I got more into art, I just took like the left turn and just like went on the art route. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm like, dude, I like teaching's my thing. Like, you know, so I teach classes there. And then um, the planters just kind of the planters more. Like I would just kind of give them away or trade them at the club meetings. Mm -hmm. And then just from there, like once the shutdown happened, like it really blew up during the shutdown Mm -hmm. shutdown. Like I just got online more. Like my family was tired of me, like posting on my like personal page, Mm -hmm. like my Instagram page. They were just like, I could tell they were just like their eyes were glazing over with all the freaking pottery <laughs> and plants that by that time it was just like I just got so into it. Yeah. Like I knew they were tired of it. I just I had to create like the DA pottery page mm. and just like get it off of like my personal page. Yeah. Dude, you're... so my family like they just like they got tired of it. <laughs> I know it. Dude, you're incredibly enthusiastic and like authentically passionate. I I can see that you make a great teacher, man. Dude, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I like. I want people to just kind of like find it and find that joy that I found in it. You know, that just kind of like saved me. But it might not save them. It might just be what they like. You know, when when you give somebody a pot that you make, and especially if it's like a mug or something like oftentimes the first thing it's like it just blows their mind and they're like you made this like you made it with your own two hands and like it feeds into it and like back then i liked it a lot and i was just like i did make that i did make that something tangible something tangible and yeah made with your hands and and it lasts forever yeah yeah dude it it lasts forever like you can take that same mug 
bury it underground. And, you know, a million years from now, they would just undig it and it would be there, you know, with your stupid DA stamp stamped on the bottom of it, you know, like, yeah, definitely. It's an yeah. ancient art form as well, right? Dude, yeah, the history goes back. That's why I like when, when I do my classes, like I start off with like a history lesson. That's important. And, yeah. And it's like, it's comedy at the same time. I have to like keep them interested. Like, yeah. you know, I, I cuss a lot anyway. So like, uh, I'm just like every other word's like an F, like an, yeah. an F word, you know? Yeah. Fuck yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, like, and I'm just like, give them a background where I'm from, how I kind of got into it, where, you know, like what their instructor is all about. Yeah. I show them some of my plants, you know, I do a little slideshow, show them plants, give them like a little bit, a chunk of history because like before the 60s, before the 50s in America, like it was just strictly like bowls, plates, you know, industrial, you know, utilitarian forms. Mm. And then in the 50s, in the colleges, it started becoming more of an art form and they went back toward like mm. art form, you know, abstract expressionist, just like art for art's sake and yeah. like not having, you know, just sculpture for the fuck of sculpture you know yeah 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 and it kind of like that's where more it's relatively recent like the whole art movement in ceramics mm. before it was just bulls plates you know functional stuff that's going to serve a purpose sure still artistic you know you can make a, a very beautiful uh you know bowl or plate you know yeah it could be very artistic but it still serves a function mm. you know yeah. Do you get the opportunity so like, to, to work with any of the population like yourself, uh, like a lower income? That's where like, you know, like I try and give back as much as possible. Like I will give people balls of clay and they're like, you know, if they are showing interest, I'm like, dude, I'll drop you off clay. I'll drop you off tools. Okay. Like, you know, like I'll, I'll pick it up. I'll fire it for free from you. Like, don't worry about it. And, like, also just trying to, like, help out as many people as possible. Like, our studio is so far from Los Angeles and most of my life's in the Los Angeles area. Mm. When I tell people, like, how far it is, like, there's only a certain amount of people that are, like, down to go that far. (laughs) You know? Like, and it's like, dude, I'll offer you a free class if you could make it out there. You know? And, like, yeah. Like, I like, there's, there's a couple of pottery studios. There's, like, one that's called Pot LA. And they, like are real niche it's like uh bipoc mm. you know black black brown indigenous people of color cool um you know um they focus a lot on you know gay lesbian mm-hmm. um transgender like community awesome um it's a little too niche sometimes mm. if you don't really fall in that category sure. you know you're an um, outsider now you're an outsider. You're really yeah. an outsider. But I like that they give a, they give a lot of classes for free. Yeah. They'll like sponsor people Great. if you don't have money to pay like that monthly because it's very expensive. Mm. They make it very affordable for people who wouldn't really have that opportunity to begin with. Now, what's that called? You know, it's called Pot LA. Cool. They're on Instagram, and then there's um, People's Pottery Project. Mm-hmm. They. Um, they employ they're kind of like they're a studio but they're for, focused on making kind of like dinnerware mm. but they employ uh people who are formerly incarcerated and usually women um Rad. women gay lesbian cool trans yeah love that and they give them you know like a occupation 
because you could make your own ceramics and sell them man like it right now's the yeah. time yeah uh especially for a lot of those art forms i love that man yeah. dude i feel like we you and i could talk for hours honestly because we're already <laughs> like 40 minutes in and i'm really enjoying myself but i have so yeah. many questions for you can we come back and would it. you be down to do like a like a, a history episode of pottery yeah. with me yeah, definitely. I think yeah. I would like to to dig into that a little more. For sure. And, and I think yeah. listeners, you know, might benefit from that. That would be awesome if definitely. we could do that, like in the near future. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll put it on the calendar. Cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, I got tons of questions for you. Go for it. Go Let's for it. Shoot, if we have time. Oh, I, yeah. We'll we'll see if my lady comes knocking. We we got <laughs> first one is from Shop by Genius. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you're gonna answer this question. Why, Maddie. Why, why are your pots so addicting? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was talking to uh, Ben, his members only the other day, because he's a part of the studio now also. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, uh, she shouted us both out on the last episode. Um, I don't know. Like, I just make whatever floats my boat, man. I just make stuff. Uh, before, I wouldn't be able to sell them. Like, I just kind of make ugly stuff. And it's really geared, it's really rooted in um, like Japanese pottery. Mm. Like that's a lot of my inspirations are kind of like Japanese pottery. They have such a rich tradition. I see that. Um, and people didn't really like them before. They would just kind of like, if like they wouldn't really dig them. Wasn't conventional. I couldn't give them away. Wasn't conventional. Yeah, enough. it wasn't. It wasn't shiny. It wasn't beautiful. Like, yeah. you know, for the dinnerware kind of people. Sure. But like the cactus and succulent people, like they love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. Uh, hey, Maddie, I, I think you're really asking yourself that question. <laughs> <laughs> she said, "She said I love your pots in her next question. Thank you. Her next statement. What is your least favorite genus? Oh, what is your favorite genus and least favorite genus? This is from Maddie. Oh, um, I really got into, like, I just, like, kind of both cactus and succulents. Uh, succulents? I got into after the soft succulents, hmm. I got into like just looking on Instagram and like the Japanese guys who are doing stuff nowadays, like a lot of their pages hmm. and not really knowing anything and knowing that like a lot of those plants are all poached hmm. and you see them now. And it was like, but that's what got me into it a lot more. Just got me like collecting cadisiforms, cadisiform succulents. They're, they're those gnarly chunky succulents that are like, People see them sometimes and they're like trees, shrubs, mm. and people are like, you know, like that's a succulent. And it's like, oh yeah, like it's it's just the way it stores its water. It stores it in the roots, and they have big gnarly roots or a big gnarly like belly, you know, like that's what I like for succulents. I collect a lot of them. Mm. I don't take a lot of photos and post them on my Instagram, but I have a lot of them. Mm. And then cactus, um, recently I just got into a lot more um, astrophytum. I think that's one of the ones that people know me by. It's like I have a big astrophytum collection. Cool. Um, and aerial carpus. Mm. And I like to tell people, like, I just like them because they're Mexican. They're from Mexico, mm. just like me, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's a tie to it, like, culturally, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. What about the least favorite? We didn't get the least favorite. Um, Least favorite? 
uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm down with everything. I'm down with everything, especially when people give me stuff. Like, especially right. people will give me stuff, and I was always taught, like, you don't say no. Yeah. You know, if somebody gives you something, then you just take it, and if you don't want it really, you, like, pass it on to somebody else who wants it, you know? You. So a lot of the times when people give me cuttings or they give me stuff that I don't really collect, and I, especially if I don't have space for it, I just kind of pass them on to somebody else, you know, mm-hmm. and it might get somebody else started, you know, a lot of the times if it's something that's common and easier to take care of, I give it to somebody who ha- who doesn't have any plants mm-hmm. and I put it in a nice pot and I'm like, here you go, man. Like, and they're stoked on it. You made this, awesome. you know, like this is a plant from you. And I'm like, yeah, kind of. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. I relate More to that too with the, uh, with like the cultural tie to like tropical plants. I feel like a special oh, yeah. connection to them. That's where like I originally fell in love with plants to Garibaldo's nursery. Yeah. Ivan said, when would the next ceramic workshop be and where? Oh, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. The last one happened because of Jesse euphoria euphoria. It uh-huh. wasn't really planned um, as being a workshop. It just kind of mutated into that. Because I had already promised him that uh, he would come and join for the next firing we were doing. Mm-hmm. And then um, everybody backed out at the studio and they were going to cancel it. So I told him, like, I had to just kind of make it uh, an impromptu kind of thing. Mm. Um, but it was a lot of energy. It was a lot of energy. And I think I gave away a lot of pots <laughs> during that day. So, like, it's just making all the pots for it. Um, I'm guessing end of September end of september sometime october okay so you got a little bit of an idea his next question i want to see how good of a listener i am Uh, also any other passions you have so you like to collect vinyl you like photography you like um to collect vintage items what else yeah what else Um, what are your other passions uh keyboards i have a lot of keyboards i build custom no no custom keyboards oh Computer so like keyboards. computer keyboards, like this is a 60% because it only has 60% of all the keys. Mm. Um, and you get everything sourced individually by itself. Um, the keys, the buttons that you press, the key, um, the key caps, the circuit boards, you have to do all your own soldering. You have to program the circuit board, What a hobby! Um, the cases there. Yeah. You could get deep into it. It gets expensive. It's an expensive hobby. Dude, yeah, and the those. tactility. It was like ASMR. It's a, yeah, ASMR. it's a tactility. Like, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Yeah. What else? Anything else? Um, I feel like you're multi-talented. Multi-passionate. Multi <laughs> um, no, I, I collect a lot of ceramics. I collect a lot of other people's ceramics. That's mm-hmm. why, like, all of my dishes and everything are all, like, handmade dishes they're all from other potters i i um when people buy my pots i buy other people's pots Mm. uh most of the money i make like i'm not making any money on the ceramics gig um sometimes the losing money on it because i'll donate money to charities um my nephew young greg shout outs to young greg uh i employ him he gets half of everything we make nice uh yeah yeah it sounds like based on what I heard you saying earlier that it's not the most profitable thing anyway because it's so expensive, right? Yeah. It's yeah. more of like a an art form. 
it, it's just my release, maker. my my escape at the end of the day. Some days I have an hour. Some days I have two hours to work on stuff. Some days I, I'll go a week without being able to make something. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Life. Okay. Oh, another question from Maddie. What is one thing we don't <laughs> know about you? Uh, I have an eight-year-old. I don't post that much uh, on the DA Pottery page or the Cactus Cult page. Um, yeah, I have an eight-year-old daughter. Cool. She's she changed my life, man. Like she, yeah, she changed a lot of it. Awesome. I, I became more focused. You still with me? Uh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, cool. ten ten years. My daughter's eight. Yeah, ten years. Nice, man. Yeah. Love having love having kids. Love being a dad. Charlie <laughs> oh, yeah. sucks. Would you rather be chased by all the snakes in the world or by all the guys named Snake? <laughs> <laughs> all the guys named Snake, definitely. Come on. Why you don't like snakes? I I like feeling wanted. Come on. <laughs> I don't shy away from attention if if all those dudes are good, named Snake are gonna give it me. He said he'll know what that means. I do know what that means. <laughs> I got another references. One. I got another references. one of my messages from him that I gotta pull up real quick. It's another Go. would you rather? Would you rather? Yeah, uh, it's reference back to a podcast that we listened to. Where is it, it? It's kind of a crude podcast. <laughs> low bra, low bra, very low bra comedy. Okay, here we go. Would, would you? <laughs> would you rather fuck a goat, but no one will believe you? Or oh, I already told him this one. Yeah, but he okay. told me that. He said that. Okay. But would you rather fuck a goat, but no one will believe you, or not fuck a goat, but everyone thinks you did, and you can't ever prove that you didn't? <laughs> you have to go with goat. You have to fuck the goat. You definitely have to fuck the goat. So no one yes. will believe you? Yes. <laughs> definitely. He's a goat fucker. All right, let's see. <laughs> All right. Uh... Wow. This is the, there's some questions here, man. <laughs> das Collector said, how did you get started in ceramic slash pottery? We touched on it, but let's answer his question. Yeah, yeah high school. High school from being a fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, it got me to where I am today. Cool. Sorry yeah. if I'm jamming through these, but there's no. Go for it. Inland Hit Cactus it. said, any heartbreaking plant casualties in your past? Always, always. I still lose a lot of plants. Mm. I still lose a lot of plants. Um, I went on vacation uh, for 4th of July. I went to Colorado to go visit, visit some family. Mm. And I came back and like I watered before. The weather was nice here. And then I came back and like just one astrophytum was just like just mush. Mm. Like no rhyme, no reason to it. It was just it just decided on take just bouncing. It decided on dying. I, all the time I get, a, especially I bought a lot of seedlings when I was um, just collecting. So uh, I have a lot of smaller plants, a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of them, they're one? hard. Have you ever yeah. lost like a, an old specimen? I would be devastated. Very few, very few. I've lost one or two and it's just because I bought them online mm. and they, you know, they just couldn't take the shipping. They couldn't take, you know, acclimating yeah. here from Thailand. Yeah. 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 Understandable. Let's see. Mikey Loves Magic said, if it was possible to make a hybrid plant that are not compatible with each other, what would they be? I love this oh, question. Damn it. A hybrid plant that are not compatible with each other. Yeah. It would have to be a cactus and a succulent. 
Mm. Like kind of like a euphorbia, what a euphorbia is, but uh, very like shrub, but yet like character, oh, like almost like an astrophytum kaput medusa. Have you seen <laughs> one of those? No. Dude, well, I, I have one. I have one right here. Like this is an astrophytum. Uh-huh. Could put Medusa. Yeah. Okay, I have seen those. Those are the ones that like yeah. uh, May was given out recently, right? Yeah, and the, yeah, she was giving out like seedlings, and they'll have like three little prongs. Okay, and then it's in the same family as this. Yeah, one. how the fuck is that an astro? That's the typical astro. Yeah, but the other one, it's like that. it's an astro, and it it was like recently found. It's not that like old in cultivation mm. and the flowers flower off of the little like nodes and those puppies will like have the exact same flower as an astrophyton now is it yeah. grafted or is that the this one is grafted yeah okay. this one's grafted hold on two seconds sure hold on two seconds of course one that everybody sees like in my photos Whoa. and it's not grafted Whoa. and it's two-headed dichotomous how, but how is it an astro? I'm so confused. How is that? How does Dude, it fall? Oh, like, see, this one has like flowers, uh-huh. like that are getting ready to bloom uh-huh. on it, and they're astro flowers. Wow. So it's some yeah. some kind of var- variation of an astro Yeah. Yeah. Strange. Subspecies. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Let's see what else. I do want to see whatever else you brought to show me too. <laughs> but if this is from Pints with Pricks, favorite Nine Inch Nails song from the 1999 Woodstock show. <laughs> That's real specific. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, if people read my bio, mm-hmm. which like people don't really read bios, but if they read my bio, Closer is my favorite Nine Inch Nails song. Mm. Did they play it at the 99 Woodstock? I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know. But that's my favorite. Like that's my favorite one. Better review the tape and come back to me with an answer. I, I will. I will. But people don't read the bio. They don't read the bio of the cactus cult either, mm. because it says it like in big bold letters. It's like if you tag me in a giveaway, I you. will block you. <laughs> it's like, dude, people like I get them all the time, and I'm just like block, block, block. <laughs> Yeah. Gotta keep and then work. people will message me on the DA Potter like, hey man, like I'm blocked. Like what happened? Like <laughs> I hope I didn't offend you in some way. And I'm like, nah, nah, you just probably just tag me in a in a giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it becomes too much. It becomes too much bouncing back and forth between the two. Like it's just like bling, 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 bling. And I'm like, tag the DA Potter one. I'm fine with it. I'm all good. Mm. Yeah. Cactus Dan Man said, Who do you best Wait, who do you inspiration from or who do you Okay, who do you find inspiration from or who do you look up to in the pottery game? Oh, um my favorites are uh Pete Volkus, Peter Volkus. He's a American uh ceramic artist. He's relatively well, used to be relatively local. He's passed already, mm. but um he was one of the people who pioneered ceramics in colleges in the 50s and converted it into um an art form cool uh he's one of the big ones uh there's paul soldner but uh he kind of like be canceled nowadays he, he real there's a 
which is a long story. It's for our uh, ceramic history. Mm. Uh, very toxic masculinity, like in that time. A lot of those people went to college to get a master's degree mm-hmm. um, from the GI Bill. Mm. And that's a, one of the sole reasons why there's a lot of these like really cool potters during that era. Mm. But um, they're all male. They're all male. Very male dominated in uh, colleges, teachers. You have to have a master's degree to teach in college. Wow. Um, yeah. So they were like the only ones getting master's degree at that time because females didn't serve in the military. Mm. Um, so it was very toxic masculinity in that time yeah. and very um, sexist. Mm. And they they, could, they would kind of be canceled nowadays a little bit more. Check. Not so much Peter Volkis, but more Paul Soldner. Checks yeah. out though. Yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Uh, what about in the pottery game though? In pottery, um, Jeff Ostrick, Jeff Ostrick. Um, there's a couple of other um, Sunshine Cobb. She's awesome. Mm. Um, there's some pretty killer people locally. Um, Variegated Troy, Variegated my Troy, my That's dude, right. man. That dude just like all the good vibes, all the good vibes all the time. Uh, when we talk often on the phone, awesome. and like if he calls me and he has like a bummer of a day, I'm just like, oh man. I don't want to see you with these bad vibes. You're like, I only want to see you with all the great vibes, but Hey man, like it's life. It's life, man. Yeah. Awesome. Shout out to Troy, man. Shout out to Troy. Let's see. Mama sucks. Said, Oh, Christine. Yes. White glove gardening is a look. (laughs) This is a statement. (laughs) Um, for the cactus call, the cactus call I've been messing with. I like trolling people. It's fun. Uh Um, it's not real life. It's just the internet. People like get off of it every once in a while. Don't take it so seriously. You've been gardening um, with white gloves. I know. No, when I take photos of the pots, I'll take photos of the pots, like holding it, taking a photo of my with my phone, uh-huh. and I'll wear gardening gloves. So usually in a lot of those photos, it's like a green gardening glove. Mm-hmm. But lately, like I've been telling everybody, like, oh, I threw all my all my cactus away. Like I'm only collecting house plants, which I have a ton <laughs> of house plants anyway. I have a I have a shit ton of plants altogether: house plants, um, cactus succulents, and stuff. Cool. And like, I, I but I switched. I have cotton gloves for when I scan my negatives. Mm-hmm. Um, I wear cotton gloves, so I have these white cotton gloves. So the other day when I was taking photos of the of a Hoya that I have. Mm. Um, I was using the white glove instead, and I was like, you know, I threw all my cactus succulents away. I'm only collecting uh, house plants now, on, or hoyas that day. It was just hoyas, mm. so that's where the white glove comes from. She wants to know what your favorite hoya is. Uh, I don't, I don't have one. I, I only have like five or six of them. Okay, yeah. SoCal hoyas on Instagram. Look them up, and then um, they hook me up with. Hoyas. We have a Hoya pot trade going on. <laughs> yeah, ongoing, Tony and Richard. Ongoing trade. An ongoing trade. Righteous. So I have a couple. Yeah. That's cool yeah. because like you can use your art as like tender, you know? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. It's it's, it's kind of like printing money. It's the good and kind of the bad part of yeah. it recently. I appreciate that though. I appreciate like I yeah. like trading as opposed to actual like, yes. transactions, especially when it comes to someone yeah. that I have a personal relationship with. I yeah. you know. Yeah, I struggle to like charge my friends. Um, let's oh, yeah. see here, Das Collector. What is your favorite album in your collection? 
Oh, uh, I don't have one. Uh, on, there's narrow there's it down. so many. Give me some top there's five. There's like genres. I'll give you a genre. Okay. Um, my favorite genre is indie, indie rock. Okay. Um, which is like when I started listening to it in like 2008, 2000, um, 1998, 1999, mm-hmm. it was kind of like called garage rock. Yeah. And it wasn't like the indie is now. It kind of like evolved. Do you like but it was like R.E.M., Broken Social Scene. That's one of yeah. my favorite bands. Yeah, definitely. It's like that melody, like kind of indie music. Feist? Yeah. Feist. Yeah. A lot of Feist, slow stuff like that. What about uh, uh, Bella Kings and Sebastian? Ooh, I, Kings of Convenience. Yes. Bella and Sebastian is one of my all-time Bella favorite Sebastian, bands as well, man. too. Yeah. Tiger Milk. Yeah. I love that album. Yeah. Tiger Milk. Yeah. Uh, I heard it off of uh, which, like... I skateboarded a lot. That's where I, I've been skateboarding since I was like five years old mm-hmm. and, um, and watching skate videos, mm-hmm. they would have like James Brown. They would have like nervous breakdown, ner- like freaking uh, black flag, nervous breakdown, mm-hmm. like all those like indie music. So like those nineties, early two thousands, like skate videos had some gnarly music. Modest Mouse. Mazzy That's where I found Modest Mouse. What about Mazzy, Mazzy Star? Star. Yeah. I'm stuck in that era, yeah. dude. Like I haven't I don't oh, know any too. of this new music. I no, really don't. No, me too. I, I, I listen to a lot of it and people are like, dude, this music is so sad. <laughs> and they're like taking because I control the radio at the studio and it's just all my music. And they're just like, dude, they're tired of it. And they're just like, dude, I'm going to cut my wrist like listening to this anymore. Like, uh, Elliot Smith. Burst. Yeah. yeah. I love Elliot, Elliot Smith. Smith. I like dude. Bright Eyes. Yes. Fuck yeah. Bright Eyes. Dude. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Do you remember a professional skateboarder by the name of Justin Reynolds? Yeah. That's my yeah. brother. He's... That's my brother. No way. Yeah. He's my half brother. We, we had the same mom. Yeah. That's my brother. Dude, he struggled with addiction. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. no no we might be mixing okay. up another reynolds there was a lot of reynolds yes. in the skating community yes yeah. yes yeah 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 he's oh, filipino really? he's a filipino yeah yeah dude that's my brother <laughs> With, i like like filipino people just love like willie santos mm, yes. like, willie santos everybody's like willie santos yes yeah my brother's on instagram yeah. at, at i mantis social i mantis social justin okay. reynolds yeah, he he broke nice. his femur and he broke his femur in like ninety eight, yeah. and he yeah. had to retire. Yeah, I broke my ankle. Nice. Yeah, yeah just rolling it really hard. I just saw my yeah. girlfriend get back home, so we'll jam <laughs> through these next questions. Simply <laughs> Funky <laughs> said, "Did you ever take a pottery class?" Yes, I, we yes. in high school and in college. Yep. Yep. And now you teach them. Yep. I'm quizzing myself. <laughs> Cactus Dan man. What is your bucket list destination spot to see plants and habitat? Oh, I haven't, I have never, other than like the typical California, Anza Barango, Palm Desert, I've never really seen any cactus out in habitat other than those places. Mm. Um, I'd say uh, Madagascar. Mm. I like all the Madagascar, like succulents and stuff. Yeah, Pacopodium, Pachopodium, mm. whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to. But go Madagascar's to Madagascar gnarly. For any reason? Just yes, period. it's just gnarly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Big cactus rescue. What's up, Martin? Martin said, "Can you tell us everything you yes. know about whales?" <laughs> <laughs> if, if you've ever um, Apple TV, 
there's a there's a, a show called Ted Lasso, mm. and it's this uh, American like Midwest um, football coach, and they hire him to coach a soccer team, and he's so like redneck, like but it's just funny, like non nonchalant, just kind of comedy. He knows nothing about England. He knows nothing about soccer. They're bringing him to, him in to tank the team, mm. and like the funny stuff he just says is just like so ignorant American, <laughs> and that's like I how I feel like every like conversation we have online, Martin, is <laughs> like I'm just being like uh, I was. We were trying to figure out how to send him like stuff uh-huh. and get get around like the whole Brexit crap, uh-huh. and I'm like, dude, like, uh, like. Yeah, like the people at the post office were like quoting me $200 for a two pound freaking box. Like, uh, I believe in your country, they would call them wankers. And he's like, yes, yes, yes. Like, yeah. It's just like ignorant, like American stuff. It's fun when you have some understanding of another person's culture and you can relate by joking about it, though, you know, when you're yeah, communicating yeah. with them, for I, sure. I messaged him like when you guys were doing your podcast and there's the fireworks going off in the background and uh-huh. you had to stop. And I was like, you know what that's about. Don't try and pretend. <laughs> and he's all like, dude, you guys are just celebrating freaking eating hot dogs and freaking hamburgers. That's all that celebration is about. <laughs> celebrating Big Macs and shit it yeah all right last question we got through them big cactus rescue please explain cactus cult ceramics and we will close out with that oh um the da pottery was just like a placeholder to get it off of my personal page i didn't really put that much thought into it i was just like make it today to get off my other page and i was just like my initials like d daniel amanza dot pottery mm-hmm. and then that's all it was i didn't really think about it and then as i started selling more stuff uh, and i really kind of thought about like branding and like i was like oh yeah like this is very cultish like it's very cult cult blah blah, blah. and i was like oh cactus cult ceramics like oh perfect ccc and i think there's like on instagram i looked it up and i was like well let's see if anybody has this i think there's like a cactus cult mm instagram page i don't i don't follow it or anything i don't think it really it's like active Mm. but that's where it like came from i was like ccc and then i just created the page to like hold it so that no one like used it or anything yeah and then like i would just find myself just like shit posting on it and just like posting like gnarly crazy stuff that like i believe it like i believe in that stuff like if i'm posting about criticizing the government or something like it's a hundred percent what I believe in. Like if I post on like, you know, freaking the uh, gay and lesbian rights, like I a hundred percent believe it. Like what I post on there, I kind of believe it, but like, it's also like, I don't take photos of myself anyway yeah. to begin with on any of the two pages. Like I just use it as like, okay, like um, people don't know what it is. And there's just, I just post on there and like, they don't know, that's even me most of the time. People yeah, are like, oh, I didn't. what? Like, it's one and the same? And yeah. I'm like, yeah. And I just like, I used it as a marketing gimmick also at the same time. I was just like, okay, like, I'm going to make like these other pots that are very similar in my style. If you like pay attention, pay attention. But like try different firing styles. And like, um, I, I can't make that many pots anyway. I have so many people like bugging me for pots. Mm. But I'm just like limited production like I'm not going to produce a lot of these, which I can't produce anyway. Like, you know, like, so it's just kind of morphed into that. And it just kind of grew 
because I don't advertise it. People just kind of like follow it and it's just kind of grown. And mm. every once in a while I'll go through and I'll delete anybody who doesn't have that many posts in the, a bit like kind of like fake accounts. Like yeah. it was just kind of like, like freaking to advertise and stuff. I'll go through and I'll just delete those off, delete those off, delete those off of just like people following me. So it stays around like 500 all the time. Yeah. <laughs> if you look at it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I very much appreciate the work that you're putting out. And I like that. I didn't know that it was you either until yeah. David's episode is when I figured that out. <laughs> I thought it was maybe a secret and that I was exposing yeah. you. No, <laughs> no. not at all. But uh, uh, I'll plug yeah. Cactus Called Ceramics. I'll plug DA Pottery <laughs> on the description yeah. here. And uh, I hope to yeah. obtain some more pots soon. And I do honestly feel like I could keep talking to you, bro. Yeah. So I, oh, I, you're going to make an excellent definitely. guest. And uh, yeah. I relate to you a lot. I appreciate your time and your knowledge and what yeah. you do for the community, man. Thank you so much, Daniel. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. All right, everybody. DA Pottery, a.k.a. Cactus Called Ceramics is out. Thank you, everyone. If you could please like, review, subscribe, and hit the share button. I appreciate that. Bye.